In part two of episode three, I'm continuing my conversation with Travis Taylor, CEO of Spot On Financial. I realized I had enough talent, enough ability that I could make my way. I had to bet on me. And so when you did walk in with the fly, there was uh, a moment in the the program called Walk to the Line. Oh, Oh, you going to do this one? Okay. So, I mean, for me, that was... I mean, I, I've never felt like so like connected to like humanity, right? Right. Like, just uh, re- the realization that we are all the same. We're all, you know, some made it. We've all made mistakes. Period. Yeah. Every, if you if you say that you haven't made a mistake in that position, some you're, there's some there's some there's, there's, there's some self realization. It, it may not happen right then, but it's going to be a moment. Yeah, right. You're going to come to justice on that Absolutely. afterwards. But we're all human. Some made different choices and different mistakes. Some got caught, some didn't. Some got worse cr- sentences than others for the same crimes. And, and you're just sitting there looking at this and just going, oh my God. I mean, it is so powerful. And then, you know, with your story saying, you were like, thank God the jury saw it the other way. And then step into that line, you, you realize like, I am literally no different than anybody in this room, right? Do you realize when they had, they had a, a question in the step to line, right? Stacy Pook is walking back and forth, right? And and you're trying your best to just be in the moment, look at the person across from you, share the moment, right? And they say, all right, you know, step to the line, you know, if if you, you know, know who your dad is, right? So you step to the line. If you don't know your dad, step away. So you're going back and forth, going back and forth, right? With this, I realized how good I had it. I literally looked around the room when I kept stepping to the line with just the silliness, the stupidity, the just complete disregard for the life that I had been given. When you're looking at people going, you know, did you have a parent that read a story to you at night? People walk away from the line. I'm standing there looking around like, yeah, my mom and dad read me a story. Did you have a parent that, you know, came to your school events? I'm still in the line. Like, yeah, I got that. Did you have a parent just tell you that you they loved you? Got that all the time. There literally was absolutely, and I could just see the disappointment in the eyes of the gentlemen that were wearing the green outfits where they're just looking at me going, how in the hell did you have that kind of a life? And you stepped to the line talking about you had been arrested multiple times. Right. That you've been to jail, that you were charged with a violent crime, that you used to be violent with people, that you're in a gang. They're all you, like, if you saw the looks, they're all looking around like he's got to be lying to us. <laughs> and it's like, nah, unfortunately, I was a knucklehead who had real low self-esteem. You go, what? That's what got you here? Yeah, that was it. Self-esteem and lack of self-awareness of who I was and seeing the strength in myself. I saw strength in victimizing someone, being a bully, you know. In reality, I deserved somebody to smack the, you know, out of me one good time, you know, and that probably would have straightened me up if some 
some kid would have been smart enough to be like, hey, let me just smack you one good time. Yeah. Right? And uh, it was it was that type of sobering effect, right? And really embarrassing. And at the end of the day, I walked out of that place just embarrassed to be like, wow, there are people in here that had real hardships. I had it easy. Yeah, okay, my dad spanked me every once in a while. My dad didn't abuse me. They said, you're, you're being a chucklehead. You, you, you're getting it. You know, I got grounded. Right. I had timeouts, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that, that was the same thing with Darius. You know, it just became this thing where it was, it was cool. And yeah, game and should it, never be cool. No, it should never be cool. I agree with you. And, and also, I mean, him coming to the States, you guys were in, in Germany. It's just, I mean, it sounds like a, a kind of a perfect storm. Uh, on timing wise for your brother every one of those so called gang members he was with all of them were military kids if that tells you anything we we were military kids like I think like two of them were from like Nevada when it grew up in Japan you know what I'm saying I mean, we weren't gangsters we weren't criminals we were idolizing movies right right and uh, I guess what they would call us was you know, pretenders to the throne <laughs> until we got so involved in it that you became the real thing, right? right? You right. had, because at some point, someone Fake is going to make it, right? right? Somebody else is going to challenge you. So, right. you know, that's, that's what I think, you know, put him on, put me on the path. And then after I realized, hey, this is getting a little too crazy, you know, I'm willing to do this, but I ain't willing to do that, Right. He wound up being the guy that was like, well, shit, I don't, hey, you know let's what, do it. Let, let's rock. Yeah. You know, who right. cares? I got heart too. So that's when I said it, it became that bit of a, big of a mentality. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, you know, through the five, you've been able to reconnect. Yes. He's, he's been able to work through his problems and is... Lower his points. Points, and he's now in a much better place as far as those 26 places. months from release yeah so um and in a much less custody level right? yes so that yes. helps a lot yeah uh, i know with my experience going from the big house to a camp was just like oh i mean okay it, it confuses <laughs> you when you first get there right because yeah. you're like yeah. where are the rules yeah where, where it's a yeah. dormitory yeah. It's like, you know yeah. people no. are yelling at each other and you're like hey where i just came from you don't raise your voice yeah, to somebody have... else you know you know it's, well, it's yeah crazy. it's like you know it's like you know, go. You know, I, I when I first moved, got onto camp, uh, I got on the maintenance crew. It was like I was walking around the place with power tools, saw <laughs> blades. I always had like a utility knife in my pocket, and I was like, "Well, this is crazy. There's no way anything like this would ever happen." Bro, right. where it was coming from. And at first, like they were like, "Yeah, just go, you know, check it out. Go, you know, walk around." Like, it's like, are you messing with me? Are you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> I'm trying to go home. Man. Yeah, I'm not trying to do this. You just gave me a hacksaw and opened the front gate. Yeah. Told me to be right here when I get back. I'm going to lunch. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. yeah. No, I understand. It's it. Totally crazy, but I mean, so great for Darius for you know working through that, getting there, and you know, like you just said, within a couple of years of being home. So that's got to feel great. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, knowing that you know it's going to be the biggest party in the city. In the state has ever seen. I right. Mean, I think I think Obama had a party, but he ain't had a party like this. So <laughs> Fair we gonna we gonna we gonna definitely we gonna definitely light a few candles around this place. Yeah, and so you know, 
throughout life and, and coming to it, you know, you've become an entrepreneur, spot on financial. Yeah. What brought you to that path of, you know, deciding to make your own way? I mean, well, you know, uh, <laughs> that's so spot on financial was born out of, um, a necessity to just continue to grow. I had started working in the financial services industry for an insurance company, and most of my clients were professional athletes. So, you know, a lot of guys that people would know were some of my clients. And so I realized in working with them and building the relationships with them, you know, they were looking for ways to expand their investments and their portfolio, and they wanted to work with somebody they could trust. And so Spot On Financial began as a private asset-based lender. We take the athlete's money and we lend, you know, small businesses, you know, between $50,000 and $4 million. And uh, in nine years, we funded over 3,800 businesses and, and done over $400 million in origination in, uh, across the United That's States. That's impressive. So we've made, we've made some, made made some, some made, changes. Made, made, made a few pennies around yeah. this place. Not, not, not a ton of dough, but, you know, we've got enough to pay the groceries. Right. Well, good. And, uh, you know, so how does that feel with Darius going through an entrepreneur program like Defy? Oh. And you, you being an entrepreneur, and, you know, I kind of, I believe the, the pathway through redemption is, is entrepreneurship um, because of it, it allows you to create your own path, like you're just saying, okay. and to come out and you're, don't have to worry about the labels. You, you obviously there's things that you're not ever gonna do, um, depending on the crime you've done. So that just you'll not ever be able to look at certain industries. Correct. But you can go do almost anything that you want to do and create a business and grow that business and and become. Because it's defined by your hard work, right? Correct. It's it's defined by you. You know, and that's when you ask about spot on financial. I realized I didn't want to work for somebody. I realized I had enough talent, enough ability that I could make my way. I had to bet on me. Defy's entrepreneurial program is, is a way for an individual to say, you know what, I can take control of my life, right? I, can, I, I don't have to go out and apply for a job. I don't. I can go out with a business ideation. I can sit down. I can use my talents for something good. My brother's looking at personal fitness. He, we, we were just talking about it earlier when he called. Um, I was hoping that he would call back during this. That way we could actually put him on the phone. That would be great. You could yeah. add him on the, on the podcast. But he's, he's forming his own way. Just like you with the Art of Redemption, you're opening a door to individuals to use the talent and medium of art and the expression of art to not only heal themselves, right, but to create a business for themselves, even if they never come home. I can take responsibility for my kids with my artwork. I can take responsibility for my family with, with my crafts. I can attempt to make amends with my victim. Now, I may never be able to give you a life that I have taken, but if that person had children or a foundation or a scholarship, then you know what? Why don't I pledge my art to your family? Let my art become a bridge between me and you and your family and provide scholarships and keep the memory of your family member alive, yeah. even, even as I'm the reason why they went away. So I think it gives the people the ability to have freedom. I, I set my own course, become responsible, 
I become valued again. If I'm willing to work harder than the next guy, because I'm going to have to work harder than the next guy anyways. I'm going to be successful. If I'm, if I'm on a job site, I'm going to have to be working harder than, than anybody, right? Because if I'm going to be, if something happens, I'm going to be the first one to go. All the time. So, you know, let a tool come up missing. <clears throat> you know, it's got to be you, right? right? Yeah. Something, Something's not right. It's, it's you. If you put that effort forward, it also teaches you to um, not only have humility, but it also gives you strength and character. Right. So a lot of us, I'll be the first one to raise my hand, got into trouble because we lacked strength and character. We were wooed into something or a, you know, like you use the example of running the red light or driving through the stop sign. Hey, I knew when I had too many, but I'm going to have one more. Right. I knew I shouldn't have got in the car, but, you know, I'm only down the block. It's just a stop sign, but, you know, what could happen, right? It's It gives you strength to say no. If you own your own business, are you going to be out committing crimes? No. Are you going to be out breaking the hearts of your family members? No. Are you a threat to society? No. Right. Because I have too much to lose. You suddenly become a law-abiding citizen when no one else said you could. And you reverse history. You make the courts and the people that say, hey, he's not redeemable. His past is his best predictor of his future. You prove that a lot. Right. Because I got to stay out of trouble in order to participate in Defy. I've got to, once once I get used to staying out of trouble, it becomes a habit. Everything becomes a habit. It's much easier, really. Right. I mean, it makes time easier. It makes everything else go much easier. It makes your mentality mindset much easier i mean it's all about mindset and and defy i believe helps change the mindset recreate your hustle learn to think differently and oh i like that defy recreating your hustle i like that and y'all heard it here first that's gonna be <laughs> trademark <laughs> um but yeah so that's you know i think that that's a big piece of it and i saw it on the yard on, on one just you know the humanity that it brought to the yard and people just starting to think differently and 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 wanting to be better and the hope hope of you know i can't get out and do something and that that changed the yard and changed people's mindsets and like i said i'm a big mindset believer that's all about your mindset and what you're really going to be able to do i mean if you believe you can do it you're gonna go do it there's gonna be hard times it's not gonna be easy you're gonna have to you know work harder than probably most anybody else but you can do it i promise absolutely and 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 it comes down to the will Right. right. Small. What do they say? There's a, a small business is created every every five minutes in America. Well, the other statistic they use is one goes out of business every 45 seconds in America. Right. Right. And you go, well, how does a small business survive? Well, you know, like you said, you got to recreate your hustle. You got to understand your market. You got to understand your demographic. But guess what? There's going to be a lot of long nights. Right. If, if you're that guy that wants to own a business and you punch the clock at eight and you punch the clock at five and you're scratching it's your head going, happen. why am I being success? Why am I not successful? You are not working. Right. Right. No. And if you really, really think about it to anybody who's listening to this, that that may be incarcerated or dealing with a family member or even a, a, somebody who's a victim struggling with what's happened with them, you have to decide who you want to be. Right. A scholarship to a major university is going to be earned by not the guy that showed up and looked nice in the uniform. It's going to be the guy that that earned his way onto the field. 
that NFL contract that we all idolize more. There are many sleepless days and nights on a football field or in a classroom or, you know, in a weight room that led to that opportunity of getting your name called with that hat on. We all possess the ability to be a genius in something. It's whether or not you use that genius and that talent. And if you first believe in yourself, right, because if you turn to others for that support, that rah-rah, you know what it's like. You're out there with the art of redemption. It should be something that's a no-brainer. Somebody right. hears it as an investor, I'm all in, right? I should, here you go, millions of dollars, because there's a lot other trash uh, investments out there, right? Yeah. But if you didn't put forth that effort and say, I, you know, I got to know, but I'm going to keep going. I got to know, keep going. I got to know, I'm going to keep going. Right. You had to put your head down and decide who you wanted to be. And that's what I think Defy does when it says become the CEO of your life. You decide, I'm, I'm going to be me 24 hours a day, but I'm going to have to work hard to be the best me I can be, yep. even inside these prison walls. Right. I equate sometimes it's harder outside than on the inside. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of you know you got way much. It's fast. There's a lot of, all these things going at you. There's all kinds of emotions. There's you know you're dealing with relationships. You're dealing with trying to keep a job. You're dealing with trying to get a license. Trying to you know, it's. I mean, when I first got out, it was crazy, and I was at a half house, and I'm. I mean, I have a lot of support and a lot of love. I keep you know. I mean, I was. I'm a very blessed human in that way. Going through my time, getting out. And doing, you know, what I'm doing now is it's been an amazing ride. And there's things, prison is a terrible place. Like I said, I don't ever suggest unless you go with a group like Defy and, and that will change your life just as much as prison will change your life. Yes. Um, if you let it. <laughs> yes. If you let it. It will, change, it will change it one way or another. Right. It's, right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do it. Right. It's going to do Keep it. Keep going. But if you, if you can get into that positive mindset and roll with that out, there's going to be hardships. There's going to be hard times. And it's going to be hard, twice as hard for you than other people being a felon or coming out of prison. I, and I know that because I'm, I'm living it right now. And I'm doing pretty well. I, I think I pat myself on the back a little bit. But, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but Well, you deserve it, right? Uh, you deserve Because it, it was, I mean, think about it. You know, it, it could have been easy to just be like, no. Right. right? It's easy to throw somebody away. Man, it's it's so easy in our society to throw people away. Fifty percent of marriages in America end. You know, eighty percent of small businesses fail after the you know after the second year, right? You know, when you get to look at it's easy to just out of sight, out of mind. It takes work on the part of a family member to stay engaged with somebody that is incarcerated. It takes work to believe in them again. It takes work to support them. And I'm not just talking about financial, I'm talking about the emotional commitment, true love. You are one of the, the blessed folks to have a support infrastructure around you with you know, people that wanna invest in your company and that are partnering with you as mentors, people like myself that have met you as a friend that love you as the person, right, that you are today, right? We don't, we don't look at who you were Yesterday, we look at you today and who you're trying to be tomorrow. So there are a lot of folks that are, that are going to be listening to this. They go, well, my family just gave up on me. Did they? You have to believe in you first. Right. You have to decide, who do I want to right. be? Yep. And then show that to everyone every single day. Yeah. 
and you, like you just said, did they or did you also give up on them? Did you stop believing it that they loved you or did you never think that you were loved? And playing the victim side of that. So take a look at that and I mean I'm not trying to get off on that path but no, I no. mean that's a, that's a deep, you know deep what? subject. It's, it's, it's a deep subject and you hit the nail on the head because as a family member think about it man. If you're really sitting here looking at somebody this is my cousin you know eighth time going to prison when he tells me he's not going to do it again do you think I believe him? So then he goes hey you gave up on me cuz you don't love me cuz well did I? Or do you not love yourself? Did we both give up on each other? You, you got to step back. And the hardest part about what I think Defy makes someone do, and, and you could probably speak to this more than anyone, is looking in the mirror and saying, I'm going to lie to the world. I'm going to lie to everybody around me. But I know me. I got to look at me. And I got to keep telling me this lie. And I got to keep believing it. And over time, it gets harder and harder to believe your own lie to where you're just stuck with it like you know something this is it I don't care who you are right. I don't care if you're the most powerful gang leader in a prison you are looking yourself in the mirror at some point and saying is this me is, is, this, what I, is all, this what I really want is this all that I is am is this what I really want is this who I really am yeah. right and that's what I think Defy does Defy doesn't make you who you are. Defy reveals who you are. Um, so Travis, are you working on anything specifically now that kind of for this, you know, the redemption of bringing families in? I know like we talked about in, in prisons, they're generally far away from the family members. A lot of family members may not even have the financial capability or a vehicle to get to prisons, much less if it's that far away, have to stay overnight or how they get back or, you know, all these things. I, I know we've talked in the past that you were looking at creating a facility to help family members reconnect. Right. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we are actively looking at right now is um, we're, we're trying to find opportunities to leverage investments that we've already made. One of those, we're actively working with a company right now to come up with our own shuttle service. Um, that shuttle service would be able to pick up families as far away as Denver to get them to family members that may be in Trinidad. I awesome. don't have a reliable vehicle. I don't have a method of means. I know they can get rides through like different bus companies have been able to do that, but it's it's oftentimes very crowded and very you know those tickets are like lotteries, right? You 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 get one, you're lucky, but you know it's, it's, it's also difficult. not that easy. You gotta it's like change easy. buses, do this, do that. Right. I mean, it becomes and if you're trying to get down at a specific time because if you don't make the window when they let you in to visit, you're not gonna get in. So you right. can travel all day long and miss the window by five minutes, and they there don't care. They don't, and, and that's <clears> a sad <throat> fact, but it's true. Uh, the other thing is, I'm working with the city of Florence. Um, we're looking at potentially revitalizing uh, one of their older buildings and turning it into a boutique hotel. Part of that plan would be if uh, we're successful in, in working with the city and acquiring the building, uh, we would turn to Defy. Defy would be able to give us the quote-unquote employees would be uh, folks that have been recently released that need quality jobs that come through Defy. Um, that's one opportunity that we're looking at. The other that we were very excited about um, that is actually gaining traction 
here is what we call the Phoenix Project. And basically what the Phoenix Project is going to do is it's going to take uh, individuals that are either in the process of graduating from DeFi or have graduated from DeFi and give them real access to family counseling services. What I think the greatest thing to recidivism is addiction, right? And people, places, and things. If I'm yeah. surrounded by the same thing that I was surrounded mm -hmm. by when I went to prison Probably and I came back thing. to it, yeah. I'm a product of my environment, right? I'm going right back. Regardless of what Defy may have taught me, again, I've got to work harder to rise above this circumstance. Well, mm -hmm. if, if I live in a home with an alcoholic parent or spouse or whoever, well, guess what? I'm, I'm in this environment. Things are going to happen. I want to be able to open up an opportunity for those people if they want it to get their families into counseling before that person's released. That's awesome. So, yeah. so what will happen is cool. as they're moving through the process and learning with Defy, on the outside, there's an organization and a method for the family to learn what's being taught in Defy. So when we get to that same critical juncture, right, past life issues, challenges that we've had, we can unite again as a family. We have a way to express that pain. Right. And we have a way to heal and move forward. So that's one of my one of my projects I'm working on now. And that's, I hope by 2021 it'll be ready to go. That's amazing. Because, um, well, as you know, being a family member and, and what I learned, the families don't really have a whole lot of support and understanding or, or someone to turn to and talk to about like, what does the system go through or what, you know, what to expect going through the system or, you know, it's, it's you know, how hard it can be. be, what, you know, this whole thing, like, you know, talking with Amy, my girlfriend is like, well, one day I'm there and the next day I'm gone. And then part of the process of being moved and transferred and whatever, like she lost me for like four weeks. She's like, I didn't even know where he was. I didn't know how to get a hold of him. All it said was being transferred and like here. And then, you know, you're moving to there and, it's like you're in a black hole. Right, right. <laughs> and, 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 the, and it's true when they say, you know, nothing moves in it. Because when you look at the justice system, the justice system mets out a punishment, right? They don't, they never, they don't think twice. And their whole, their, their whole argument is there's a victim. We're here for the victim. We want justice for the victim. And that's true. The person that the crime was perpetrated on is a victim. But what about the person's family of the offender? They're just as much a victim. Yeah. And you're here to help this person, which rightfully so you should, but you just leave this out here, lost. Kids that may have lost their dads, may have lost their moms, families are shattered. You're dealing with the humiliation and the embarrassment, right? right? And there are very few resources out there to help you with that healing. You just, you're just kind of forced on the journey on your own, yeah, right? Little or none. Right, right. So. And, and that's where... Like I said, something like the Phoenix Project uh, that I've been working on with, with some folks uh, here in Colorado Springs, I think that's why it's so critical because you, you can bring a family in. You might even be able to bring in the victim's family or the victim himself and let the family talk to the victim and say, listen, I get this person harms you. This person hurts you. But that was we my little are, boy. That, you know, right. I mean, that's, that's my, that's that's my brother. That's, right. That's my, think exactly. about it for a minute. Uh, exactly. And I think that that just... And it helps with the healing. Well, it right? helps with the healing. Right? It, it helps, with, it helps with forgiveness. helps with the healing. It helps both sides on the just being human level, right? I mean, like I said, it's human to make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but it's also human to forgive. 
And yeah, absolutely. You forget the forgiveness. You there's a there's healing can't happen. Right. So there's got to be something to happen there. And, and the family side of this of the support and understanding, and if someone just be able to turn to and be like, yeah, this is you know, you know, someone brand new falling into the system can turn to a family member that's maybe been in through it a little bit and they go, well, here's kind of what to expect. You know, I'm here to help you if you need somebody or if you just need someone to talk to because like you just said, the shame, the aspect of, you know, the whole loss and all this is very real. And if you don't have the support and I mean, you know, people, how, how people just say, better? just write him off. Or, yeah. You know, how are you going to get better? How do you, I mean, how do you get somebody who's dealing with addiction or AA? Think about a counselor, right? You got a sponsor right. to help you stay sober, yep. right? So I got to thinking that, you know, a similar program needs to exist for family members of incarcerated persons. There's got to be somebody that you should have a counselor of somebody that's been, I've got a family member that's been incarcerated for 10 years, or I had one incarcerated for five years. This is what you're going to experience. This is the pain. This is the loneliness. This is how you start bridging that hurt and those gaps. This is how you reach your hand out. Smart. I mean, and to put this in terms, Forbes and May, right? They came up with the article, half of all American families have been affected directly or indirectly. That's a big number. Yeah, there's so, 800 million people in America. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a huge number. Um, right. So, you know, hats off to you for starting that. And anything I can do to help you with that, let Absolutely. me know. Absolutely, brother. You've, um, you've already done enough by just giving us a, a, a voice and an outlet. And uh, I know at some point I was asked, who's your hero, right? Like, who, who is somebody that you can look at and be like, that's the example. And I, I can tell you. I am blessed enough to have met several heroes. The, the guy in the room with me right now. <laughs> well, and, and the reason why I say that is because you're proving right now that prison is not kryptonite to Superman. Right. You're here proving that, hey, if you work hard, fellas, I'm living proof. I was where many of you were. I didn't reoffend. I'm not going to reoffend. This is what it is, right? Defy, Bob Omer, Stacy, um, they're all heroes to me. Uh, but the, the one guy that I can put on the pedestal that should deserve to be there because of just who he's become is my little brother. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, number 134562. That's what the state of Colorado calls him. But I call him my little brother. He's shown that he can overcome anything and that he can come back and, and be the person I always believed he could be in so much more. So I've got a lot of heroes. Your list, I, I was supposed to pick one, but I, you know, give me a Fair enough. I, I, I love the fact that you picked your little brother on, on that you're, you're seeing who he is. He's been, for lack of a better word, you know, reborn into his new mentality, recreating his hustle. And you're, you've got your brother back and you're, you're, you've, your guys love each other again, and you you know who he is again. He's not that angry guy, and he's taking control of his thoughts and his mindset, and he's ready to make the transition, and he's going to come out with a lot of support and love. And, and I can tell you, without a lot of love and support, it's a hard road. So I'm happy to hear that he's going to come out to you know family that's welcoming him and, and, and doing that whole and, thing. And hopefully uh, when we get the Phoenix Project actually up and, and, and moving towards reuniting these families, Hopefully, you and my brother become the norm yep. and not the exception right. to the rule. Right. So that's one of the things we're looking forward to. So we're about on time to be wrapping up. So if, to kind of 
with our opening question, let's let's kind of circle back around that. If you could spend time with any artist, alive or dead, who who would you choose to spend that time with? And, and then you get to choose what you're going to do when you're spending time together. So, what what who would you pick? And then what would you have? What would you do? All right. So, and this 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 hopefully will make whoever's listening to this smile, especially if you know uh, the Dave Chappelle show. But I, I would love to hang out with Prince. Okay. And play a game of basketball and eat some waffles. <laughs> just just so I could have a story like Charlie Murphy. You know, shirts and blouses. You know, I would love to hung out with Prince and been like, just just to play a game of basketball with Prince. And then when it's over with, eat some waffles and just hang out like, yeah. Yep. Hung out with Prince. And play basketball. Well, you know, I, I think that would be an incredible. Those, those have all been great. Tupac, Prince, <laughs> Michael. I mean, you know, we got some hits out. Your lineup is strong. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And any parting wisdom? Do you have, you know, anything to say? So, any to, inspiration? Um, you, you have a quote that's your favorite <laughs> quote? Anything? Yeah, actually, I do. Uh, and this is for any family member that looks down on the justice system, and particularly if your family member is incarcerated. I hope these words find, uh, find you in a place where you can understand where they come from. The people in those prisons, the wardens, the guards, the judges, they all have jobs to do. And we hold anger and, and hate for them because they did their jobs. But you have to realize that holding anger and angst towards those people or your family member that's incarcerated is like swallowing poison and hoping the other guy dies. The only way that you can truly move you and your family forward is to see that it wasn't personal, it was business. And I think I've shaken the hands of the wardens and told them thank you for keeping my brother safe. Thank you for making sure the light stayed on in this place. Thank you for making sure that he wasn't eating, you know, rotten food or, you know, that he was able to get access to medical care. You know, I appreciate you for giving my brother access to hot water because those things which you and programs I... Programs like the FI. Programs call. like the FI. You know, opportunities to have a voice, the, to have something like the art of redemption brought into a prison. Right or just the Department of Corrections altogether, you got to see these people for who they may be, not for what they do. Right, and and realize that there's a path for you and your family forward, and that these people, right, wrong, or indifferent, are there to do a job, and you may look at them and frown upon them today, but put the shoes of their victim, or the reason why they're there on your feet and say, what would you do if this was my family member that was the victim? Would you would you really want mercy? Right. Would you would you really be that angry at him? You'd be you'd be worse. I, I, my my parting words of wisdom, I guess, if there's anything I can offer, is find joy in your life with your family, even if they may never come home. Find joy. And move forward with the love that's in your heart and what's possible for the future.
Strong words, my friend, strong words. Um, and with that, we'll wrap it up. Uh, again, Travis, thanks for doing this. It's been fun. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, appreciate everything you're doing. Appreciate those final words. I mean, that's find joy, remember humanity. It's kind of what it all boils down to. Can't get any simpler than that. Art for Redemption is brought to you in partnership with Radio Red Rocks. This is your host, Buck Adams. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please contact us through artforredemption.com. Art for Redemption is an e-commerce platform for incarcerated artists. We are currently collecting art from artists nationwide to be showcased in the first ever coffee table book for this genre. Check us out at artforredemption.com.